Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Activate. We are very proud of Robot Wars and would like to thank Mentor Media, the presenters Dara Bryan and Angela Scanlon, and all those involved in the last three series. However, in order to create room for new shows, it won't be returning to BBC Two. A load of bollocks. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman, along with me as always and angrier and more disappointed than ever, it's Robbie Armlessly. I'm here. Well, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, something happened, didn't it? Something did a bad thing happened. Mm -hmm. So where do we start? Um, I suppose just for the sake of the podcast, BBC have cancelled Robot Wars. Yeah, they decided that... I don't know, what did they decide? They decided they needed to make room for other shows, such as... Repeats of Mrs. Brown's Boys, most likely. Probably. You might be onto something there. I think that's what they've done. Because the world needs more of that. they've, They've tried to rake some of the cash back from the deficit they caused when they decided to pour £10 million an episode into Troy. Mm, We've been sacrificed for the sake of Troy, haven't we? Oh, God, that no one's watching. Robot Wars was put on at the same time as Blue Planet. As Blue Planet. Like, if you go on IMDb Metacritic, Blue Planet is quite literally considered the best TV show of all time it actually was the number one spot on imdb that's terrifying isn't it so robot wars had to compete with the best tv show ever made also without any advertising it's it's impossible they were in a impossible situation still managed to bring in viewers still retained a loyal fan base still was very high quality that was a great season we just had exactly best season ever best episode ever in the final one so if you're the bbc and you've got this show where the stars provide the entertainment out of their own pockets. Essentially. Effectively. And it's got a loyal fan base. It's cult. It's encouraging STEM with children. It's got all of these excellent qualities that make it a brilliant show. What do you do? Get rid of it, mate. Just Mm. get rid of it. Yeah. We can't have all these people starting to understand engineering, becoming clever people, because that's where things yeah. get dangerous. And people are clever enough. They can't deal with the idea of the general public getting clever, because <laughs> then the general public are going to wonder what the BBC's for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, oh. I reached out on Twitter, because I figured probably the best way for us to talk about this, without just going on major BBC rants, was to ask everyone's opinion and we'll react to their, what they say and have a little discussion based on, based on that. So I got um, a good number of replies, actually. Um, we'll need a mailbag uh, jingle, please. Oh, let's open the really angry mailbag. That's beautiful. He got straight in there, did old Chris who tweets. 
<laughs> Chris who tweets. Someone's got a tweet. I tweet. You tweet. We tweet. So does this Chris fellow. He tweets. Once played the ukulele. Now he just tweets. Can't do that live in front of an audience, though, can you? Well, it's difficult to be able to perform the joyous and uplifting antics of a ukulele when you've just received news like this, I guess. (laughs) That's going to be my theory. Sad ukulele songs. Mm. Is that a thing? Few and far between. Okay, so he says, I, for one, think it's hashtag absolutely disgusting. He does tweet. Seriously, though, I'd rather it move to a new home where they will invest time and money into the show. My personal preference would be Netflix, as it would open competition to more international teams. And he goes on to say in a second tweet, he didn't do like one out of two, so obviously doesn't tweet enough, says Chris. This is when you tweet, and then you're like, and another thing! You know, (laughs) another tweet. I need more tweet. Damn right. (laughs) I don't feel that BBC Two deserves Robot Wars. The way they treated it has been shocking. They knew things like golf and tennis were happening, so could have planned for it not to be interrupted by them. And promotion for Series 10 was non-existent. I've got to agree there, because I have friends who know I do a Robot Wars podcast who'd go, oh, when's the next Robot Wars series starting? And I'd be like, we're on like the fourth episode of this season. Oh, what season's that? Uh, The third reboot one. And they're like, oh, I I didn't realise there was even a second. I I work with someone and... When I pointed out the Robot Wars had been cancelled, they said, oh, did they bring that back? Yeah, that is a really common reply as well. People are like, oh, I didn't even realise it came back. Mm -hmm. What the hell? How can people not realise it came back? A BBC Two show. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? They didn't promote it. I think each season got a very brief, like... You it know, we're like that... Sir lot be in front of and the big number two because it's BBC yeah. Two. That Matilda kind of thing. running over a big BBC Two, or sometimes just a, a BBC Two remote control thing going bzz, 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 that <laughs> kind of stuff, and then just <laughs> Robot Wars back Sunday nights. Yeah, not not great advertising. They must have invested about thirty seconds into advertising. Bear in mind <laughs> that you're trying to get kids to watch it. That doesn't tell them anything. No, if it you show actual footage from what actually happens in the series, kids are going to see that and be like, "Oh my god." Gotta watch. It's tailor-made for kids. And I I guess it, that brings up a point. If it does return, mm-hmm. would you want it on BBC? In my mind, ideally, no. But at this rate, I'd rather just have it back. <laughs> to Chris's point about Netflix, if it were to go to Netflix, mm-hmm. there would be no advertisers to please still. Yep. But with the added bonus of Netflix having lots of money and being very reckless with it. So, <laughs> yeah, you've got a great point. With BBC there. tightening its purse strings so it can afford such great programs as, yeah, Netflix is more like just flinging money in all directions and telling creators to take risks. Perfect for Robot Wars. That's the perfect environment to cultivate robot warfare. It really is. And Netflix is just so accessible that's what makes it i was gonna say that's what makes it accessible <laughs> which of course that kind of makes yeah. sense it's accessibility does help but everyone has netflix yeah loads of people have netflix. i mean you could argue that people who can't afford netflix it's out of order and one of the benefits of being the bbc is that everyone can get it can they well the thing is what's gotta cheaper pay a tv license mate <laughs> never i'm pretty sure you know you've had up a subscription i think it netflix bounces is out. cheaper yeah. than than BBC TV license. And produces better programming. Yes. And I can watch a lot of old programming on it. Whereas yeah. on BBC, I know they've apparently put lots of old programming on it, but I can't find it anywhere, so it doesn't it's matter. the iPlayer is this convoluted mess. 
of a program. Well, it just like has all this random stuff at the top of it all the time. Yeah. Right, next reply from Tom Kent. Possibly it was Mentorn demanding too much money. It was very expensive to put on. And as tickets were free and no one spons- and no sponsorship, it would be BBC picking up all the costs. I love that the BBC has no adverts or sponsorship, but if we want to bring back Robot Wars, this may be needed. And uh, someone replied directly to that comment, mm-hmm. Aaron James, I doubt it because Mentorn now have a large empty warehouse of a two-year lease left on their hands. BBC probably want to pay enough. Good point. I don't know enough about how much it costs in that regards. No. I don't know how much it costs. I'm not BBC or Mentorn's financial advisor. I don't know. How do you add it all up? I mean, obviously there's the crew to run the show. There is like a health and safety side to things. They've built the arena, so it's not like that was a cost that was going to carry over. Yeah, that's the point. Like the arena... The building, things like the house robots are kind of Already long-term there. investments. Yeah, exactly. They're just going to get cost. carried over. That None of those costs are going to get carried over into the next series. So, yeah. And tickets being free, everything on BBC tickets are free. Yeah. You don't pay, like you, you apply for them, you don't pay for them. So that's the nature of being on BBC. But it does, again, bring up the point of advert sponsorship that does bring in a lot more money. Heck, allowing these robots to be sponsored on the show could be a big step towards actually having these poor roboteers not spending so much money so much money themselves yeah. for it to be destroyed be sponsored and then you know especially if it's like appropriate sponsors yeah a lot of these robots do have sponsors yeah. that you just can't show them on bbc yeah you can't have adverts or sponsorship adverts. on bbc so when BBC airs sports and the teams have sponsorships football's more important than everything damn it's just better <laughs> Damn, damn, I don't know. Damn. Again, I don't know how. What's the rules? I don't know, I don't what know. The rules are in regards to that. It's obviously way above our heads, but yeah, I mean that's a good point, I guess. I wouldn't say it was expensive because, again, BBC sub- somehow found all of this money lying around to make a lot of expensive shows that didn't go anywhere. So, is it more likely that Robots isn't expensive, but it's viewed viewed as expendable? Yeah, that's a good point. You know? That's probably what it so, is to, to to rake back a deficit and stuff like that. Maybe. You know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Wooly says, Personally, I think I vented enough anger about Robot Wars being axed already, but my first reaction was, What were you thinking, BBC? That's yeah. all in caps with an exclamation mark at appropriate, the end. Appropriate, yep. appropriate, yeah. And now this may seem silly, but now I haven't got any reason to watch TV now. When he says TV, though, does he mean terrestrial, digital? Uh, uh, he's probably watching something on YouTube or Netflix or Amazon. Yeah, on the future. On the futures. I think, <laughs> in his own little articulate way, he's got a point in that sense. I was only watching Robot Wars and BBC because the great British Bake Off had jumped ship. And I watch The X-Files on Channel 5. Everything else I watch is on Netflix and Amazon. Yeah, pretty much the same here. Or YouTube. There are YouTubers out there that I spend more time watching than Terrestrial. Less and less BBC stuff I'm watching every year. It just slowly seems to be all disappearing. Yeah. Or just getting to the point where it's so lacking in quality that I don't care anymore. It's it's interesting because I can't... I used to know what the lineup was for BBC... Even yeah. if I didn't watch the shows, but now I couldn't tell you. You're I couldn't right. tell you what's on tonight. You know. I've been trying to think, oh, what are BBC shows so I can say, oh, I don't watch this, this, that, yeah. and this. But then you think, hey, I don't actually. I don't know any of yeah. them. I don't know many BBC shows. Nothing grabs me and makes you go, that's interesting. Let's watch some of that. 
Robot Wars did it oh, because yeah. it's unique and it's the only thing of its kind in terms of that kind of engineering based, STEM based entertainment. So I'm just finding their Sunday, um, Sunday night lineup. I mean, I suppose you could watch the 6,000th episode of Pointless, but the questions on that have, all, have gotten to a point where they're pointless. The Sunday evening lineup right, let's for see what this the, Sunday. So at seven o'clock, we have Down the Mighty River with Steve Bakshall. I, I don't I don't know, so I couldn't comment. Then you've got Top Gear. Oh, everyone's watching that. Yeah. Then you've got Reggie Yates searching for Grenfell's Lost Lives. I, what? I don't know. I think this must be a documentary on the Grenfell Tower yeah. incident. I mean, okay. I don't know. Then you've got Mock the Week. Then you've got Top Gear Extra Gear. Do they need Top Gear Extra Gear? <laughs> they cancelled Robot Wars, but we've still got Top, Top Gear, Gear Extra Gear. What the hell? Top Gear now has, on a Sunday night, an hour and a hour and 25 minutes dedicated yep. to it followed by at then 5 to 11 life of crime wow bbc god it's, thank you god know, you cancelled I mean, robot wars to I, squeeze that in there because you kind of want to like uh you want to show kids decent tea is it are they just so threatened by kids viewing habits they're like you know what we're not going to have anything for kids we're not getting involved <laughs> yeah because i mean what i mean what they're, they're not going to watch down the mighty river with steve backshall they don't <laughs> care about top gear and I think the Grenfell Tower documentary might be a bit heavy going for for children. An eight-year-old before And then before you know it, we mock the week, and then it's half ten, and if they are going to stay up late on a Sunday night, they've only got more Top Gear to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Do they, like, the BBC just given up on children at this point? <laughs> what oh, the yeah. hell? Where is... <laughs> Where's the, like, young people's programming? Well, young people... Family programming. What can a exactly. family sit down and watch there? Exactly. Oh, let's go, let's watch all this thing together, about sit down and watch something. They're not going to all sit there and be like, come on, everyone, let's sit around the TV together, family time, and let's listen to the whimsical novelty comedy of Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't even have to be on a Sunday night, though. Mm. It just has to be on at a time that's accessible to a lot of people, to kids and families it in general. It would be better on a Saturday night. Yeah. Because families are together. Night. A Friday night would be perfect, wouldn't it? But then even if you're like, oh, no, because families go out for evening meals, you've got an iPlayer, right? <laughs> you, you designed the iPlayer for that to try and rake some of those viewers back in. Oh, my God, this is so dumb. It's so very dumb. Okay, so Adam Peckett says, The excuse given was absolutely pathetic. There needs to be more of this program, not less. What baffles me is why bring a program back after 13 years, only to cancel it again two years later. Hope another channel picks it up. Exactly. So you're getting the program established, getting all the viewers in, you've got the, a new fan base starting to throw together. Quick, pull the plug, done. Wash your hands of it, next. No it's, consistency anymore with TV shows. Do you know what I mean? Apart from Top Gear, where we're on series 25 or whatever. <laughs> series god knows what top gear's been going for a long time it's not even top gear anymore it's not top gear anymore. top gear's jumped to amazon and changed name kieran white says absolutely baffling to be honest it's such a unique show for british tv why would they not keep it on the air it just doesn't seem to make any sense unless there's drama behind the scenes 
I can't see there being much drama behind the scenes. What are they going to be dramatic about? Well, do they want, like, Sir Killalot to change up or something? Well, the BBC, like, well, we want all the house robots to be named after Troy characters. <laughs> we came to, like, name them after Troy characters and then do an advert for Troy halfway through your episode. And we're going to get rid of Angela and Dara and replace it with Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. And Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. Again. And, and uh, those other people that do Top Gear. And instead of uh, robots, it's going to be cars. And it's not going to be in the arena, it's going to be on roads. <laughs> and we're also going to call it Top Gear. <laughs> it's like they, they've got one idea. They've got one show that is arguably kind of a ratings draw on a Sunday night. Their entire Sunday night lineup is completely dependent on Top Gear, which has been hemorrhaging viewers <laughs> yeah, for a dramatically. while now. So what are they going to do when Top Gear finally goes bust? Hashtag bring back robots. <laughs> no, they'll come up with some horrible, unoriginal, uninspired, second-rate copy of uh, what is popular on even Netflix or some yeah. other channel, whatever anyone's talking about, that just won't be quite the same. It'll just be an awkward, cringy version. Orcs Nerd says, Absolutely disgusting. They're my thoughts on the axing. On one hand, it'll be interesting to see where the sport goes on from here. But on the other hand, I feel as though I've just had a part of me ripped out. See, if you're the BBC and you've got a TV show where the fans are this dedicated to it, <laughs> it's probably best to, at least in some format, keep it on the air. Have something. Jesus Have Christ. <laughs> Find Poor a guy way. feels like part of him's been ripped out. He's not sure yeah. what part. But part of him has been it's ripped part. out. James, Chaostician. Regarding Bring Back Robot Wars, I think its best bet is online. Although the audience seems to be small on BBC and UK TV in general, there is a US fan base and potentially larger Asian fan base up and coming, which TV companies overlook. There is also potential for teams to have sponsors. Yeah, That's some kind of really streaming online. Point. Yeah. If only there was a way to... I mean, we're, we're talking Netflix, because that is worldwide, isn't it? Um, Amazon Prime is the alternative. But, I mean, there's no way to independently run Robot Wars by itself online. You'd have to get the shows that are already going and set up a few cameras and have it stream and then upload it to I YouTube. guess it would be... Cut, stream and have it on up. YouTube, yeah. 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 It's the best bet. It's the closest thing we can hope for. They just... they probably need more money behind them because they'll need to have a at least somewhat of good camera angles in yep. order to stream it effectively so you'd, and you'd want a few camera angles as well to cut between it would still be a production yeah i mean and it's difficult like you say there are there is an indie robot wars circuit how hard it would be to get that on the air i don't know but it's it's an idea isn't it so it's, it, it might be, be nice. something it might be something that can be done and then maybe just tag a patron onto it or something maybe that might work yeah. that might work yeah have a patreon thing going on where you can access more stuff between that and google adsense i guess you could try and try and do something decent yeah. with it yeah mystic mind says it's really disheartening considering robot wars was finally getting back into its stride fog of war notwithstanding the format was excellent and the 10 robot rumble was a stroke of genius it's blasphemy to cancel the show after an amazing run by that Ah, oh, poor Fog of War. We're losing the show and everyone's still like, oh, hashtag bring back Robot Wars, except the Fog of War. We don't want that anymore. Oh. I hate to think that the BBC were like having a meeting and they were like, so Robot Wars, how's that doing? Oh, Fog of War, it's not very good. Yeah, get rid of it then. Or maybe like the guy's like an overly passionate Robot Wars fan and he was like, they're still doing the Fog of War. That's it. Off the air. Until they get rid of Fog of War, it's off. Cancel it. Or, or even worse, they were all having a meeting and some guy was like, um, so, um, 
I reckon we should get rid of Fog of War. And then the head of the meeting was like, was that get rid of Robot Wars? Sure, let's do it. Stamp. Stamps cancels on the the bit of paper that says Robot Wars, I guess. And then just moves on. (laughs) James Chaostician, again, another comment. And another thing. Uh, He was walking down the road and he was like, oh, why didn't I say that? And then comes the second tweet. The reboot brought many fresh eyes to the entire robot combat scene and brought back some old ones. There are now dozens of good podcasts and YouTube shows dedicated to the sport. We were the first. Of course. As far as I'm aware, none of them existed beforehand. The community is stronger because of the reboot. That's definitely true. There's definitely a much more... yeah, definitely. ...intricate community and huge line of podcasts and YouTube channels and all this sort of thing. And I feel like as the new fans come in, the whole gatekeeping to it has started to ease up a bit. Yeah, slowly but surely people are less... Yeah, less, less wary of new fans and a bit more accepting of noobs and stuff like that. We it's need a lot nicer. Them. We well, need exactly. new fans. Big time. It's very, very important for us right now. Robot Wars is very good at appealing to kids. I watched it as a kid because it was robots killing each other. We're going to review a season two episode. Turns out it was pretty crap. I still loved <laughs> it. I still thought it was great. I still thought it was great as a kid. Oh, big so time. they're going to think this quality stuff's even better than what I thought exactly. that stuff was. James Holland says... The more I think about it, the more confusing it is. A show which promotes engineering has so much drama and so much potential for worldwide views and profits on merchandise. My hope is surely any sane network will be desperate to get hold of the rights and film more series. I don't know if any network's going to be desperate, but hopefully someone will be convinced. That's kind of the plan BattleBots managed. Exactly. They got, I think, axed by ABC and then Discovery took it on. Took a little while, but it it can happen. It can happen. Yeah. I'd like to say, well, Robot Combat is far from dead because we've now got King of Bots, Battle Bots, Clash Bots or something along those lines. Another Chinese one. Like China's going nuts with it. And there's an audience of one point something billion there. <laughs> so all so you at least there's some, is, some fan base. Yeah, if you just have to subtitle it and just send it out there, there would be an audience for it. Even if it's a fraction of people who are watching yeah. those shows, that's still a audience yeah and this is when we announced that we're now recording two versions of each podcast one in chinese how's your chinese how's your mandarin that's one yeah that's one of the dialects (laughs) yeah that's one of them Uh, (laughs) yeah what's the others there's cantonese oh yeah and there's Uh, more and there's more because it is a big place it's a big place it's a big language and uh yeah i was gonna say let's subtitle it it's a podcast it's going to be difficult (laughs) (laughs) we've subtitled this podcast you just you don't know yeah you just don't really have yeah yeah it's really good subtitles as well not like those youtube automatically generated one (laughs) which literally on robot wars every time they say robot ears has robot ears (laughs) ears <laughs> written down <laughs> robot ears stand by james chaostician yet again tweets in, i agree that the bbc mishandled the show especially season 10 with little advertising and always being in tough time slots but we should be a little grateful they brought it back at all how many of us can honestly say we were paying attention to the combat robot scene three years ago i feel like i'm seeing the five stages of grief slowly appear with james chaostician acceptance is slowly creeping in he's gonna be bartering soon (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was amazing that they brought it back it just sucks they brought it back and didn't advertise it or anything not commit to it like why would you why would you bring it back in the first place if you almost don't want people to watch it but uh, they put it in such a high pressured time slot was there and then blue planet 
was there X Factor as well at one point? Yeah, it was like yeah. there was no chance. You no. don't put uh, you don't put a new show against stuff like that. You don't put a new series against stuff like that. That's when you put your Mrs. Brown's Boys replays exactly. on bbc2 so the people who aren't watching blue planet or x factor so no one in other words can just watch a repeat <laughs> the sitting there that's when you put the filler on yeah you don't make your new season of something the filler God. defeats the purpose entirely philip heron says it's all the fog of fog of war's fault well i mean fog of war robot wars i'm saying there might have been a mis- bit of miscommunication here the big cancelled stamp flying Doom. down cancelled i mean fog of war we, we can't blame a cancellation for the war, can we? Oddie just says S A D. He's sad. 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 Sadness. He he's not wrong. James Shelton says, "Use this next podcast to encourage the roboteering world to stick together. Let's keep the uproar loud and alive. The people need answers." Yeah, I agree. I agree. We do need answers, we do and need we should answers. all stick together. And also. All show. all show and also you can tell i'm getting angry because i'm starting to slur <laughs> and also we need to keep the hashtag going i think that's the the biggest that's key yeah we need yeah. the hashtag to to live yeah nothing winds the bbc up more i'm trying to make as many retweetable with things with that hashtag in yeah. rather than just the hashtag but if you just take five seconds of your day every day to send it out eventually some of the bbc is going to be like look it's not going away we should probably address this again. And then they will get their press release Twitter account to do another. Unfortunately, we have severed ties with Robot Wars for now to make room for new programming. But you can tune into Citizen Khan later tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's what we're talking about. James Chaostician. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> also, on a personal level, as someone who has signed up to compete in my first live event this year, it's probably for the best that the show isn't on right now so I don't blow my future house deposit money on LEMs and Hardocks. And I think that's it. Sorry for spamming your Twitter feed. <laughs> oh, he's going to be a roboteer. He's going to be a roboteer. He's going to be fighting his way through the mud, blood and tears of the indie circuit then. Yep, but with no Sir Killalot there. With no Sir Killalot there. So. EJ says... I think there is more to the decision, something that sparked it, such as Dara or new mum Angela not wanting to return. Or that they haven't tweeted up by now. Hashtag bring back Craig Charles. You can get him on the gadget show if you want him. (laughs) Or perhaps new health and safety laws. Mm, I don't know about any of that. Probably not new health and safety laws because they would have worked around it somehow. They changed up the presenting lineup numerous yeah, times yeah. in the original season plenty of people out there who will gladly present robot wars for you exactly like plenty plenty there are people who would do it for free so i don't think that would be a major issue to be honest it just yeah it, it is kind of strange that we haven't heard anything from either dara or angela well, but they might not be loud i mean to say something well, like that. Oh, and i they've guarantee also- they've got bridges they can't afford to burn and also, Angela has got other things on her plate at the yeah, moment. She's just had a kid and has numerous other jobs in TV. Yeah. Dara's a professional comedian, also with numerous other jobs on TV, on the BBC and Dave and mm-hmm. wherever he pops up on every panel show ever made. It's not their place to say things about it, really. Yeah, I guess. No, yeah, it's, it's not. not. It isn't. Like, they're and not the viewers. Even if, I mean, maybe Angela was planning on not coming back 
like you say, I mean, she's got other jobs and also she now has a baby. There's a, that's a lot of stuff to juggle. Not literally. You wouldn't like throw the baby <laughs> in the air and then try and catch your script in the other. Maybe she wouldn't have time, but that wouldn't stop him from making the show. There's always room for, for changes anyway. They changed the show every season. They changed the format of it for, for the past season. So exactly. It's all doable. James Chaostician. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> I also think if event organisers like Extreme Robots and Robots Live could find ways to emulate what goes on in the online gaming community, e.g. live streaming shows, that would help the live scene establish itself better, increasing the odds for a new TV show down the line. Yeah, I mean, if if Robots Live, Extreme Robots and all them got together and were able to stream and get a good viewership, yeah, people would be, someone out there would be like, well, let's get this on TV then and make... Make it look professional with advertising yeah. and bam, you've got yourself exactly. money. All it really takes is a high def camera and good lighting. And it's amazing how easy it is to make something look professional with just those things. And then, like I say, just stream it onto Twitch and have donations and a patron. And fi- you could even find some way to get viewers involved by maybe like having a, not like an actual money betting, but a vote for who you think is going to win kind of system. So we could have, they could have a live poll going for b- before matches and stuff like that. Yeah. And in between matches, you get bonus stuff. You put up on YouTube from backstage yeah. and all that. People do it. Like I'd do it for free. I'd go with a microphone and say, stop friend microphone in Robertier's faces. Face. You're busy. Please give me 20 minutes yeah. of, of time so you can just explain to me exactly what you're doing whilst you don't have a chance to do it. Jimmy Cotam. I want to inspire more teams to start up and get building. Oh, sorry. I want it to inspire more mm-hmm. teams to start up and get building. I want to see more community events spring up. Just because Robot Wars has stopped doesn't mean the sport has. Absolutely. Pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. Excellent. Correct. 100%. Yeah. There's more shows than ever regarding Robot Combat now across the globe. Yeah. And we've still got the live event scene. It's still there. Most of the robots are still competing in some form. Chris Rowe. Row? Row? R-O-W-E? Yeah, Row. Maybe it was too expensive. BBC don't own any rights so wouldn't get any merch or licensing income. That's true, they wouldn't get... I guess they wouldn't get uh, merchandise and stuff in um, money because that would probably go to Mentorn, who have well, licensed the rights from a, a... like a literally a company called Robot Wars Limited that yeah. owns the rights to Robot Wars. But do they then get all the... Because well, doesn't a lot of the merchandise have the BBC logo on it? A lot of it will. I've got a magazine here. Yeah. Should we see what it has? This is an, obviously an old one, so it might be a bit... Um, is there a BBC logo on it or...? Not on the front page. Doesn't even say as seen on TV. Ooh, that's always risky. Published by Titan Magazines. Robot Wars and the Robot Wars logo are trademarks of Robot Wars LLC. Sergeant Bassa, Killalot, Dead Metal Growler, blah, 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 Robot Wars. Trademarks of, and trademarks of the BBC in the UK and are used under license. I don't know how it legally works. You know, maybe there would be some kind of contract where they get something out of it, mm. like a percentage. I don't know anything like that. I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah. But they don't full-on own the rights to it. So maybe that was one thing that made the decision easier. It's not like it's theirs, like Doctor Who, for example. is mm. It's the BBC's. They, the BBC, that yeah. is theirs. Yeah. But it was, it's also good in the sense that it can go elsewhere very, or at least relatively easily, mm. I imagine. Again, I'm not the right person to talk to about you know licensing of TV shows and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not a qualified lawyer in that regards. No. But... Yeah, maybe, maybe it was contributed to the decision, the fact that they don't really own Robot Wars. But again, at least that means it can go to another channel. I imagine it would mean it can go to another channel quite easily, rather than like with the Bake Off, where Channel 4 had to 
buy it off the BBC for yeah, quite a lot. For a lot Instead, of money. another channel would just have to kind of approach Robot Wars. Approach well, Mentor Media own the uh, are licensed to make the TV show, and not only that, but they're also the ones who can make the TV show. Yeah, so it would have to be they'd have to approach Mentor and work it out from there. Yeah, that'd basically be the case. And if Mentorn already have everything, I'm assuming they own the house robots and, like you say, they've got a lease on a warehouse. Yeah. So they're, they're probably going to be game. If that's the case, if that's how it works, not saying it is, you know, hopefully someone at least takes the risk then because a lot of the expenses are kind of paid off. They're everywhere else is going to have advertising and sponsorship, so they're going to make something out of it. Oh boy, I mean... Uh, That's all the comments we got. I think we covered pretty much everything in regards to hashtag bring back robot wars. Like, what more can we say other than hopefully it'll come back in some form, some way, someday, somehow? I mean, other than saying hashtag bring back robot wars, what more can we do to help hashtag bring back robot wars? Hashtag bring back robot wars. Yeah. Get involved in the roboteering community is the best thing anyone else can do. Keeping it a living sport and in the public eye, in some form, is how you'll get it back on TV. Hashtag bring back Robot Wars. Okay, come on then. So we're going to do Series 2, Heat F. Yep, we're reviewing an episode, an old episode of an Robot Wars. Episode. The first old episode of Robot Wars we've reviewed for six months. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's, it's so been six it months. It's been six months. It's been over a year since we started Series 2. And we're now at the halfway point for the heats. There's still so, the finals and the semi-finals, <laughs> the finals, and then there's like um a separate episode where it has like grudge matches and stuff as well. So we're not even halfway through season two yet. We are halfway through the heats of series two. So we're still on par for dying before finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Very almost likely at this stage now. <laughs> you know what? The the beginning of this episode. Did you hear how the voiceover described Craig Charles? Yes, but I've forgotten it. What was it? The Man Who Fought Apocalypse Now was a compilation yes, album. Yes, yeah, I remember that now. And good lord, what a... What a way to open. What a monologue. Mary Shelley once wrote about a doctor, Frankenstein. A doctor who dreamed of creating the perfect man. The man with the strength of ten good blacksmiths. And he put the toilet seat down after using it. Dr. Frankenstein raided the graveyards for body parts and put enough electricity up his jack point to light the Blackpool illuminations. But alas, Dr. Frankenstein's monster had two major flaws. One, he looked like a badly sewn together dead person. And two, he still didn't leave the seat down. 200 years later, and people are still trying to animate lifeless objects with electricity. We call it Robot Wars. And to prove it, here's six mechanical monsters. Mm, He goes from talking about Mary Shelley, to blacksmiths, to toilet seats, to Blackpool to dead people, to life as objects, and somehow kind of connects all that, the whole Mary Shelley Frankenstein thing, Mm. into Robot Wars. But if you're only half listening, you only catch, like, the key words. So he's kind of like, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein toilet seats, Robot Wars. (laughs) 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 Kind of goes like that. (laughs) We've got our robots for this episode. Mm. Oh, some classics in here. Kinda, sort of. Mmm. So let's start from the top. First, from Newport, Disruptor. Just like how the BBC disrupted my enjoyment of Robot Wars when they cancelled it. From Cumbran, Panic Attack. 
just like what I had when I heard the BBC cancelled Robot Wars. From Cranfield University, Ron. Just like how the BBC were absolutely Ron when they cancelled Robot Wars. From Dunstable in Hertfordshire, the Parthian shot. The Parthian shot is when a horse rider would, while in retreat, deliver a final arrow shot to kill their enemy. Much like how the BBC then tried to kill Robot From Farnborough, whirling dervish. Just like how BBC really whirled my dervish when they cancelled Robot Wars. From Romford, corporal punishment. Just like what the BBC deserve for cancelling Robot Wars. Ooh. Ooh. That hurt. Yeah. Something tells me you're a little miffed about BBC cancelling Robot Wars. I have no idea what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Miffed? What? No. No. Not you. No. So let's go over these uh, looking machines. Disruptor. It's powered by five electric motors and a 25cc petrol engine, which powers the main weapon, which is a circular saw. A double wedge. Quite sleek looking for the time, but that might be because it's black and black tech tends to age better. I panicked and wrote down saw tank. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does look like a tank, but instead of the gun, someone thought, nah. I put a sword no, on the end. a massive saw there. Did you know this spot has a zero turning circle? I didn't know that. And now okay. I do. Well, there you go. Now I do. I'm going to keep you up to date here with the turning circles of the bots. Its weapon is a 180 degree movable arm with a circular saw on the end, which is powered by a petrol engine. And you can tell because every time that saw goes off, the whole robot starts to, like, smoke. <laughs> the exhaust fumes start coming out of it. It's great. Just what you want from a, a robot to look like it's on fire all the time. At 82.1 kilograms, is this the heaviest bot in the heat? Yes, because it's over the weight limit by three kilograms. <laughs> So Brilliant. there you go. Excellent. <laughs> and it's just allowed to fight. No one mentions that. They just go, yeah. oh, it's quite heavy. It's fine. Yeah, it is heavy. It's over the weight limit. It shouldn't it's, be allowed to fight. It's effectively cheating. It has no fail safe, which is not the same as a removable link. Mm-hmm. It doesn't automatically stop if the signal's lost, which is um, pretty dangerous. It means technically yeah. it could just go out of control and it's essentially on all the time. Once they bring it into the arena and they turn it on, it's on constantly until they physically go and turn it off so there's no remote trigger for the no the rules do change later down the line to make sure that you absolutely have to have a fail safe because i think that at one point there is an injury (laughs) due to this sort of thing Um, but apparently the captain anthony lockwood i think his name was jonathan pierce mentions this as well built a hang glide out of scaffolding and tarpaulin and made his sister test it so he's not really into safety in general. No, that's fine. That explains a lot, to be honest. Mr. Anti-Safety behind Disruptor. Okay, robot, in terms of... I mean, it just, looks it just, good. It looks like a Robot Wars robot. Yeah, it definitely does. Panic Attack. Panic Attack has a top speed of 10 miles an hour. We have some pretty flashing lights and some wicked force. 20 centimetres high, a flat box robot. With a two-prong spike lifting spikes on the front, which is actually capable of lifting a ton with those spikes, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. It looks kind of like a forklift. Yeah. But if someone decided to make, like, the main cabin part of the forklift huge, but the forks really, <laughs> really tiny. tiny. <laughs> tiny little <laughs> forks at the front. Forks. It's a little bit odd. Zero turning circle. Okay, for good. The spot. Zero. Okay. Wow. So we're on zero turning circle. Yeah. So, pretty cool design 
Yellow, black spider on it. Yep, black spider, result of a school competition. They're raising money for St. David's Foundation, which is a hospice care foundation. Oh, that's nice. Charity. That's nice. And the further they get in the competition, the more money they raise for charity. So the better they do. That's good. The, the, the more money they get. That's really good. Which is nice of them. I yeah. mean, it's something, isn't it? But a pretty sturdy machine. People forget. Well, I say people forget. Some people might not realise that even though it looks small because it's flat hmm. it still weighs just as much as the other robots oh god yeah. so it's still got just as much power behind yeah. it it's fairly solid push bot because of the low center of gravity being right at the wheels of some of these robots a lot of these robots have wheels taller than this robot i mean a lot of the bots pushing power is primary and the movable weapon is secondary yep and that and seems this, to be panic attacks yeah. big thing a competent robot in a maybe not so competent lineup as we may find out mm-hmm. because we've also got Ron. This is Robot Ron, powered by Eurofighter batteries. It's got a titanium lid and it goes like this. Where are you going to go? You're driving, aren't you? Uh, hopefully from the middle side, yes. We'll do our very best. Yeah, it's a well-designed robot. So, so shiny, you don't want to get a scratch well, on it's, him. It's supposed to be from my PSD as well, so I hope the main robots will not crash from the <laughs> Right, so Ron, I've just wrote down Little Red Toy. I wrote toy car-like box robot. Apparently, this thing, mm-hmm. the weapons, do you know what the weapons are? Yeah, isn't it like a drill, cutter, and saw? Four drills, <laughs> four saw cutters, and a 300mm circular saw, which all are yeah. apparently invisible, because I don't see I them anywhere. I didn't see it. It looked like it fell out of a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It looks pathetic. It oh, looks like a little, like the wooden odd. toys you give to toddler kind of deal. Yeah, it's odd. Um, zero turning circle. Yeah. That's zero. So it's got that going for it. The batteries mm-hmm. are from a Eurofighter Typhoon jet and the motors from a Kawasaki motorcycle, which means it can go at a whopping nine miles per hour. What? What? <laughs> are they lying to us? <laughs> like, where did they get... The batteries from a Eurofighter Typhoon jet. <laughs> just like, okay, you can have these old, you know, from our Typhoon jet. Just whatever you do, don't build a little red toy car with them. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened here? Nine oh miles per God. hour is what you get out of a motorcycle motor oh. and batteries. I mean, I suppose it's... Odd. Oh. Very odd. It's not necessarily what dictates the speed, but it's aimed to be a push bot. It's supposed to be a push bot. Yeah, it has quite a high ground clearance, big exposed wheels, and looks like a toy. But they reckon the inner workings are are genuine. So the inner workings are like godlike if for the On time. Paper. <laughs> for 1998, 1999, it's not scrapyard stuff, so no. it's it's already like way beyond everything, apparently. The Parthian shot. Yeah, Parthian shot's a bit odd, isn't it? Mean looking thing. Sort of um I call it toy mouse shaped. Yeah. Sort of a rounded, pointed wedge. With a uh, not very mean-looking ball and chain system. Who goes with a ball and chain? It's not like the ball and chain can move independently. It's no. just going to swing as it moves. It's What damage is that going to do to aluminium armour? It's like just having some fancy earrings and then calling them weapons. Yeah. So apparently it also lists the spikes as weapons. They don't look sharp or awkward and they don't move. They look so like, like flat sheets of metal that have been folded into a spike shape. Yeah. Not really I it was decorative. I wouldn't have listed that as a weapon. No, it doesn't look like it would actually do any damage. It looks like they'd fall off. But, Cost four hundred pounds uh, to build. Really? Yeah. 
And it has a zero turning circle. It has, does it have a zero turning circle? It has a zero turning circle. Yeah. I would say this definitely has the cleverest name. Parthian Shot, yeah. Parthian Shot. Definitely. I mean, well, explain what the Parthian Shot is. Well, it, like, it, so it's a trick shot where a archer on horseback, either on purpose or in a sort of like possum kind of way, would turn to retreat. And then obviously the enemy lowers the guard, but the archer would turn over their shoulder and fire an arrow straight back into the enemy. Now, great name for a robot. How in any way does it relate to this robot, though? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. This robot's got nothing to do with the Parthian shot. I would have, if I had to name this bot, probably would have called it Silly Earrings. (laughs) Silly Earrings? Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have called it anything, and we'll find out why soon. (laughs) It... It's made mostly from scrap. One, it's the largest bot for this um, episode mm-hmm. compared to the others, apparently. And it can apparently go at 15 miles per hour. So it's for being made from scrap. I think it can go faster than the Kawasaki motorcycle In bot. theory. In theory. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Whirling Dervish. It's a very simple two-wheel chassis and an independently controlled centrally mounted weapon motor. When we turn that on, these clubs rotate at up to 450 RPM in this direction, and the shell and the bandsaw blade rotate in the opposite direction. Whirling Dervis. Okay, so I was going to try and make some notes, but I've actually only made two on this bot. One is that it has a zero turning circle. Zero turning circle. And I've put, it's an inside-out tyre. It is an inside-out tyre. <laughs> I wish that was an insult, but it's not. It's, a, it's an accurate description of the bot. It's an inside-out tyre on its side, and it has what they describe themselves as a food mixer flail spinning on the top. Right. Whilst the rest of the robot's body spins in the other direction at 450 RPM, apparently. <laughs> it's funny to hear 450 RPM after, after seeing, seeing, like, carbide. <laughs> yeah. It's after, like, wow. After seeing thousands. Yeah, that's a strange thought. I mean, it is an early spinner, technically speaking. Rudimentary. Does only travel at five miles per hour in total, though. This is a slow episode in general, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There were faster bots in the first series. There's, there's been... <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are faster inanimate objects. <laughs> This bot is also overweight slightly by like half or kilo or so. Well, I can imagine you can give a half either way. Well, considering there's like a three kilo overweight bot in this episode, I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) Now, since all the components within it spin when it spins, Mm -hmm. they added lights to the chassis so they could see where the front was. But the arena lights made it too hard to see and didn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that went very bright. They just wanted to paint something, really, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they should have just painted something just on arrows. But then arrows the, whole, the, the whole outside spins. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it is a tough one. Not very clever with that. It's just a big like arrow that's just underneath. Underneath, how are you going to see it? No, no, pointing forwards as if it was a scoop that doesn't actually raise. Oh it's right, just an arrow. So they're just like, oh, where's the front arrow? Oh, there it is. There it is. No doubt they'd have built it, and it would have been too low, and it would have impaled on the ground. <laughs> Next up, we've got Corporal Punishment. You haven't got much clearance on this, so is that going to make the ramp difficult? Uh, after the last one, we don't do ramps. Okay. And also, it's quite wide, so is that going to make the ram rig difficult? It could be, I think, yeah, but we'll see how we squeeze through. Corporal Punishment. Entered in Series 1 with Vector of Armageddon. Mm-hmm. This robot kind of looks a bit similar. A shape, mostly box-like. They've called it a scoop at the front, but it's really not, is it? It's wireframe. Yeah, it's more like a lifting cage. Yeah, that's the best way <laughs> to describe it. A lifting cage. I don't know where the idea here came from, because maybe it was to save weight, but the whole... It just... 
wireframes is going to bend yeah, out of it's place. It's not going to lift some of these bots. Aluminium shell. It's a very simple, sturdy robot, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Like a default robot. I mean, it has got a zero turning circle. It has got a tier of zero. Yeah. Tier of zero. Tier of zero circles. <laughs> if you were playing like a, a video game or something and there was like a career mode, this is what they make you start with. When you're creating, you'd go onto the like create a bot and this is what it first comes up on the screen. Yeah. And then you have to edit it and yeah, make that, it Yeah, this would be like the default. Yeah. This, this is, is just a Generic robot. man. Yeah. yeah. Basic stuff mm. can work, but there you go. All right, let's get into the episode itself. That is the bot. You know what we start with? Oh, we're starting with a gauntlet. It's the gauntlet. Philippa explains the whole thing again as she does every yeah. time from slightly different camera Somehow angles. Somehow manages to just maintain enthusiasm despite the fact that she is having to describe the gauntlet. Again. Again. For the sixth time this season. This is the gauntlet as ever. Each robot has to get down to that end zone in as fast a time as possible. There are three horrendously difficult courses to choose from. There are three horrendously fierce house robots defending those courses. Let's hope they make it to the end zone. I've missed Philippa. It's been a while since we've seen her on screen Yeah, it's now. been a real long time. Aww. First up, Panic Attack. Oh, the cool t-shirt crew. It was nice to see them backstage with the cool t-shirts on. Oh yeah, they were, yellow, they were completely like you know, decked out in their yeah. gear, which is, I like it when... Uniform. Yeah, I they're like all uniform. They have yeah. like a, they have a team. You feel exactly. like it is part of a proper team. Yeah. Now, by the looks of it, of course, they've changed up the gauntlet again just for no reason to make things unfair. There's now like a ram rig corridor in front of the um, ramp Starting seesaw thing. Yeah, I just guess. because. Yeah. So there's no now no brick wall, not just spikes. So they have to get through an awkward corridor with spikes coming out of the bottom before they can even get to the seesaw. I want to call it a ramp. Every time they say seesaw, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, I keep nah. thinking it's not a seesaw. It's because it goes up and down. But it turns out it doesn't matter if you get on the seesaw because Sir Killalot has a new um, strategy in regards to that. Just outweighs the other bot by standing on the other side. So it literally is used as a seesaw at that point. I have to wear a tinfoil hat for this entire gauntlet, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Because this it. is some suspicious stuff going on. So Killalot holds the seesaw down on the other end, mm-hmm. essentially making it just a big ramp pointing upwards, yep. which isn't fair at all. The house robots shouldn't be changing the gauntlet as it's happening. It should be fixed in place. Yeah, house robots should be- have what they have in the main fights, a patrol zone. Yeah. That should be part of the gauntlet. Exactly. They shouldn't be able to just come out of it and start moving the objects moving and obstacles in the around. gauntlet. What so, the hell? Panic attack ends up just falling off the end of the ramp just it's launch off the edge yeah, they exactly. land on dead metal shunt then just starts absolutely wrecking him yeah. punching holes in the spider design literally through the spider's eye on the design just punches a hole clean through it it looks like bullet holes yeah gets completely punctured does a 10.8 meters which is fine but probably would have done a lot better if it wasn't for the fact that sir Killalot ruined the whole thing yeah what was the point in that yeah so basically, what they're saying is, sometimes, randomly, Sir Killalot can make it impossible to finish the gauntlet. Yeah. That's what it is. Sir Killalot was on one end, and if you notice, on the other end, Dead Metal was underneath the ramp. So no, even if Sir Killalot came off, it wouldn't be able yeah. to come down because no. Dead Metal was underneath. Exactly. What Very the hell? Yeah. What's that all about? Oh. 10.8 metres. 10.8 metres, usually enough to go through. Usually yeah. if you can make it past the ramp, you're, you're fine, because someone's going to do crap. Exactly. Corporal Punishment goes up next. And they go for the corridor route, the ram rig. The corridor of doom, I still feel like calling it. Yeah, yeah they, they don't want to do the ramp. Bit nervous of the ramp. 
Well, yeah, you've got every reason to be. The well, ramp is like more yeah, like but hell. If I watched that happen backstage, I'd be like, I'm not going near the ramp. Get straight into a dead metal fight, but... Pretty smooth in general. Yeah, good driving. Other than dead metal, like, dead metal pushing back a bit, but... Just they recover easy swings enough. round and dumb. Very, very, very smooth. Easy completion of the gauntlet. Well done by Corporal Punishment Big time. for basically choosing the non-Sir Killerlot route that Sir Killerlot can't get down because you can essentially use that corridor as a cover for, for Sir Killerlot trying to come after you. Exactly. So dumb. Yeah. Nice and easy. Next, it's Ron. Ron. They go for the middle seesaw route. Dead Metal now starts moving the seesaw. Yeah, I saw that as well. There's no way of winning. Ron's trying to get on it. And Dead Metal are literally pushing it literally from the side. push the ramp so it doesn't actually face the other side anymore. Ron basically has no choice other than to just fall off the side of the ramp. And, and then, then just gets beaten up. Yeah, it gets beaten <laughs> up by Shunt. Yeah. Essentially the same thing as Panic Attack. Panic Attack. Yeah. And they keep milking this do Ron Ron. Do Ron Ron Ron. Does Ron Ron Rune. I don't know what it is. Neither do I, I know it's a song, but I, I know it's a song, it. but yeah. they keep milking it. They like do. every opportunity Everybody's they get. Everybody said that joke now. Yeah. So Ron gets 11.6 meters. So Beats, and they're yeah. already, you know, they're, they're through. We know that much. So. so it's supposed to be Parthian's shot next, <laughs> but. So Jonathan Pierce says Parthian's shot should be next up, but have a look at this. And you just cut. <laughs> To an abandoned warehouse with a lone man squatting <laughs> in the middle, surrounded by parts. And it's spookily quiet. It's just completely quiet. And then Philippa just kind of walks in there. Like, like, oh, you're, you're right. Well, had you bought, <laughs> did you bought a right? And uh, it turns out that they've actually just finished building it. They've just finished building it. They went to test it and it didn't power up. That's a, that's a bugger, isn't that's it? That's why you build your robot before you compete with it. How did they enter it? I'm guessing they were just accepting as many entries as possible at this point. I guess. Season two, loads of people were entering and they were like, come Bring it all in. Bring it all in. We want as much as possible. Let's make loads of episodes. And the sad part is the Parthian Shot team are wearing their classic camo trousers, which you think would give them the edge. Mm Mm-hmm. In Robot Wars, but unfortunately, not this time round. They can't use the power of the camo. Camo in general is just not a lucky thing in Robot Wars, we'll find. And yet so popular. Yeah, yeah, they always go with it. Yeah. They always go with it. Speaking of uh, popular, Disruptor, next team, also rocking camo. <laughs> yep, and also going down the middle route, which is yep. clearly not the way to go at the moment, but everyone's doing it anyway. So what does uh, Dead Metal do? Just pushes the ramp off kilter, so it's all scoo-whiffy, and uh, ruins it. So lot just... Flips Disruptor over and prods it for a little bit. 5.5 meters, barely got anywhere. Didn't have a choice. Didn't yeah. have a chance. No. What was it? What did they have against Disruptor where they were just like, well, we kind of might want this bot out? Because I mean, they there's found no it way. Boring or slow? I don't know, Maybe. but they definitely didn't want this robot through. They had it in for Disruptor. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Okay, so cuts back and Parfum shot is Parfum, Parfian, Parfian, Pearface. Pearface is still struggling. To get going. Yes, they didn't protect the electronics when they did the welding, so... Wow, so they were just welding wires. I'm guessing they were in a mad rush by the end of it. Damn. So they're still working on it backstage, which means we get the whirling dervish. Whirling dervish time. Bit wobbly. Goes down the middle route. Shocking, I know. Wobbles about wildly. You get a great shot because you can just see the wheels underneath it. And the wheels are just pointing like almost perfectly 90 degrees in one direction. And 90 degrees in the other, 90 degrees in the other. It's constantly (laughs) going back and forth. It's not going to take a straight line. So they were pretty much done for. They They were completely stuck on the ramp. They were doomed. There was nothing they could do about it. Well, who comes along? 
but old Sir Killalot comes over, picks them up, takes them over the ramp, yep. as you do, and down the gauntlet. Ensures that they got more than Disruptor. Now, if it was fair, you would measure it from the point in which Whirling Dervish were immobile. Yeah, where they were incapacitated, yeah. But nope, the timer still goes, and Sir Killalot just carries them to safely ahead of Disruptor, basically. Wouldn't you have thought Sir Killalot would have dragged them backwards to the starting point and chucked them back into the starting bit? Yeah, that would make sense. Nope, he, uh, for some strange reason, just wants to help Whirling Dervish out. I bet you they saw the whole spinning thing and they were mm. like, that's cool, want to make sure we see more of that in a fight, yep. see if that does any damage, that seemed pretty cool. They probably had high hopes, yep. and turns out it wasn't actually that great, nope. because simply being picked up and moved by Sir Killalot results in Whirling Dervish not only being on fire... Being casually on fire. They just kind of mention yeah, it. Nothing even happened and it caught fire. Yeah. <laughs> All it did was fall over and it got flames out of it. What happened? No one mentions the fire again. There's no big fanfare. It's just like, oh, they're on fire as well. Oh, it looks like yeah. it's on fire. And that's it. Moves on. Yeah, bit odd. Really strange. Parthian shot are out of time. We get to see the announcer counting down. It counts down nothing. There's nobody there. There's not even a bot there. It's just an empty space. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Parthian shot is out of time. That's it. It's we didn't out. need that. No. Dramatic, though. We get backstage and they're like, oh, we just got going. No, you didn't. No. No, you didn't. No, no, no. And then, like, did you see, like, Philip is like, guys, can we, like, maybe, like, there's anything we can do? No. No, no, okay, no, now you're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think she was even talking to anyone. She just like looked over her shoulder like, anything we can do about it? Probably just like a big empty space next to her. Yeah, well, just, just the cameraman, he has no idea. So he's, <laughs> he's just, just like, <laughs> bloody no. <laughs> so in the end, it was a rigged gauntlet that ends up being pointless anyway because Parthian Shot never Shot made it. couldn't even join in. Usually this is where you'd use a stock robot or a reserve. Yeah, absolutely. No reserve here? I guess maybe they maybe they must have ran out of reserves. We thought we spotted a reserve in the background. We spotted you back the mouse. Yeah. He was there. Unless he's turning up at some point. Well, you better bloody not be. <laughs> he was there, so why didn't they just have something, just run a gauntlet so exactly. they have something there? Would have made a lot more sense. But nope. Parthian shot, we had to see it yeah. get counted out, resulting in the entire gauntlet being completely pointless. Didn't matter. Didn't matter how good anyone did. If one of the other robots went a millimetre, mm-hmm. would have been through anyway. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. If they went backwards, it would have been fine, because it would have worked. Rubbish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. And that takes us to trials. What trial have we got today? They've run out of ideas, so we're back to sumo versus shunt. (laughs) One robot is down, another will be eliminated in the trials. Now, when you think of sumo, you think of the honour, the tradition, the slapping of talcum powder onto oriental backsides. But this sumo isn't about overgrown men wearing nappies. It's about nothing plump, rotund or portly. It's about lean, mean, fighting machines trying to bash each other's brains in. Each of our competing robots will go head-to-head with the house robot. The one that lasts the least amount of time before being pushed over the edge will be chopped up into sushi. Panic attacks up first, and he'll be grappling with shunt. So let's slap the fat and let the trials begin. It's sumo again. Yeah. They've changed the the arena slightly. If if you look at the sumo (laughs) ring, there are these little round lights with smoke coming out along the edge of it, 
Why? I don't know. They probably thought it looked oh. cool. But yeah, we've got Sumo versus Shunt again. It's Sumo v Shunt again. Man, can you imagine Sumo v Shunt, the new Shunt? Because no one would even oh, remotely come trying. close. It wouldn't even be worth it, would no, it? No, it wouldn't be worth oh. it at all. But old Shunt turns out the Sumo house robots absolutely sucks at Sumo. Yeah. It's the worst thing. As a matter of fact, we learned just don't make robots for Sumo in this whole um, trial, to be honest. So we start again with Panic Attack. Panic Attack almost fly off straight away. Like yeah. they kind of have to get their bearings a they, bit. They turn the wrong way at first. There's a bit of argy-bargy. But luckily, Shunt just doesn't bother attacking them whilst they get in there. <laughs> well, Shunt's bearings. too busy trying to figure out how to take a dive off the side of the sumo ring. Yeah, nothing really happens other than panic attack. I want to say dodging. It almost feels like they're randomly going round mm. and Shunt's like, look, they're dodging me. <laughs> oh, no. They might get me. Kind of like, oh, how can I stop them? And then just falls off the side and... uh Panic attack, attack win. Yeah, they go through and win. Yeah. Next up, the whirling dervish. So the spinning's a bit weird, and <laughs> ginger spinning. <laughs> just, I mean, if I spun on the spot right now, stood up yeah. with my arms out, but not as fast as I could, it'd be something like that. It's something like that, yeah. like gently brushing shunt, and shunt's shown he can't take much punishment, no. but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They do 20.27 seconds before they just dive. You notice Shunt doesn't just smash them off. Mm. Slowly knocks them off to make sure they get some um, some time. Some extra seconds in. Yeah. yeah. So they slowly like, they're not going to last off. five seconds, so let's just, you know, mm-hmm. nudge them a bit. Yeah. God. Corporal Punishment are next, and yeah. we get a bit of a push-off here. A little bit of a push-off, yeah. yeah. They meet in the middle. Corporal Punishment obviously has good pushing power because it... Goes toe to toe with Shunt very easily. You can hear the wheels squeaking. Yeah. As it happens. And then, for almost no reason, Shunt spins on the spot like, whoa, 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 and then falls out whilst yeah. nowhere near corporal punishment. Basically, Shunt just takes a dive. Yeah. It was really pathetic, to be it honest. It really is like tinfoil hat season. Yeah. This episode's just been a mess so far for that. Entirely directed, this yeah. episode, it feels like. Oh, big time. Disruptor. Ah, oh, man, this is a very slow, steady pushing contest. Yeah, this is the problem with sumo. Now that we actually have a sumo match, mm-hmm. it's dull. It's really bloody boring. Weird, isn't it? They just sit in the middle pushing each other and nothing happens. And that's it. Until the time goes out and they survive. The end. There's nothing to show. There's nothing to say. No. There's two robots sitting in the middle who can't beat each other at the end. equal pushing power, so they just sort of very slowly make a circle, and then it just comes up with a timer, and then he's survived, and that's it. Mm. Well done, Disruptor. Well done, Disruptor. Now, Ron. Ron is Uh, a sumo Ron. Remember, they said... And in fact, before this begins, they say, we don't need tactics. Yes, they're chilling out backstage, sitting on a table... Philippa's like, shouldn't we be thinking of tactics? Like all these other ones are sitting there with their notebooks making tactics for sumo and shunt. But still, they come along making tactics. I mean, you've got sumo coming up and they're like, well, Ron is actually made for sumo. It's a pushing bot made exactly for this type of event. So we're quite confident. Yeah, the way they were like, oh, Philippa, Philippa. Okay, you might not understand this, but Ron, Ron was built for this. It's something you can't comprehend right now about Ron, that Ron is the sumo bot. So what happens in the match? 4.6 seconds. Basically Not in favour gets... of Ron. <laughs> Ron gets swatted off the sumo ring, and that's it. Shunt just drives in Ron's direction. Ron doesn't get a look in, falls straight off the edge. Nothing happens. There wasn't a remote bit of pushing power in Ron. I don't care what jet you got your engine from or whatever the hell they got from it. 
It's it's like the guy who drives shunt heard them backstage and was like, "You're kidding me." <laughs> that was made for pushing. That wasn't made for anything but playing with. Needless to say, Ron's out. Ron's gone. Ron's gone. Gone. Ron. Gone. Ron. Ron. Gone. Ron. <laughs> that, that went wrong. <laughs> we now get to the important bit of Robot Wars: the wars, the battles. I mean, you, you, you know, what it's to, named after. We had to sit for all that just so we could get to the arena. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, Whirling Dervish versus Panic Attack starts us off. So Panic Attack seems to have the superior pushing power, to say the least. Well, Whirling Dervish turns out it doesn't really have anything. It starts <laughs> spinning, it makes minimal contact, and the contact it does make does no damage whatsoever. Nope. So Panic Attack just flipping with its spikes. The end. Yeah, and then that's it. But it's not the end, because the house bots then proper lay in. The second it was obvious Whirling mm-hmm. Dervish was upside down, Dead Metal launches across the arena, grabs it, takes it to the flame pit, kills it with shunt. They're just wailing on it. Panic attack just starts attacking Sergeant Bash. Oh, boy. Just starts ramming into oh Sergeant Bash yeah. over and over again until Sergeant Bash's sore falls off. We cut to some kids in the arena with a Sergeant Bash sign looking genuinely quite upset that that Sergeant Bash has been like dismembered you know they literally cuts to his fan club just staring in disbelief it's like proper (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's just if they slowed it down a minute went to black and white and it'd just be like sad (laughs) oh Oh Sergeant Bash really crazy stuff panic attack win and take out a house robot with them. Just a competently built bot mm. that can push things. Gets a round of applause backstage for it. Yeah, they yeah. took out everything. Now yeah. we get Corporal Punishment versus Disruptor. Well, this will be match of the century, won't it? Oh, clearly. So Corporal Punishment is not as strong as Disruptor. No. It, the pushing power's lacking a bit there. God, that means Disruptor's a better sumo bot than Shunt. That's, <laughs> that's a crazy thought. That is a really crazy thought. Disruptor manages to push Corporal Punishment between Matilda and Shunt. Well, Corporal Punishment actually reverses into them. <laughs> Disruptor can't push very well, not because it isn't strong, mm. but because it isn't fast. Yeah. So Disruptor spend 90% of the match sitting in the middle of the arena Whilst Corporal Punishment, well, just makes mistake after mistake. They just get taken apart by um, by the house robots. It's like the worst possible sandwich you could be in. They survive, but they're completely battered. And, I mean, it has to go to the judges, but it doesn't really. Because <laughs> only one bot really took any damage in that match. Yeah, it goes to Disruptor, who were aggressive, didn't mess up. So they were like, oh, it was a really close call. But yeah, only because both of them were crap. Like, you exactly. know, it wasn't it a was, close call. It was a, it was a win a by fall. environmental damage more than anything, wasn't yeah. it? It's not like they did much, but it was enough. And it's tough for these judges to make calls when the house robots are half of each fight. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. more. It's harsh, isn't it? It's out of control right now. This gives us our final for this episode, mm-hmm. our big match to find out who is going through to the semi finals. It's Disruptor versus Panic Attack. Panic Attack have. All the house robot victims' names on their side crossed out, so it has shunt and crossed through it. Sergeant Bass crush crossed crush through it? Crushed, crossed through it. <laughs> and then it's like, who's next? Sir Killalot? Probably not. But no. still, but even Apollo be... couldn't get Sir Killalot. No, exactly. But when when you're disruptor, um a, a robot that's so far been very successful in just doing as little as possible and waiting for the other robot to mess up, and you now have to face 
Panic Attack, who have a list of house robots they've beaten on their side. <laughs> you might be out of your deck. Panic Attack immediately gets under Disruptor, and Disruptor saw... It doesn't do anything. It can't go low enough. No, exactly. Panic Attack it's redundant. Matter. But at the same time, Panic Attack's lifting spikes don't seem to be doing much either. Slot underneath yeah, Disruptor. But they can't lift it for whatever reason. So it becomes just a pushing contest. Yeah, which Panic Attack seems to be considerably better at than Disruptor. And in picture-perfect fashion... We get a really nice pitting at the end. A good old pit victory. We haven't yeah. seen many of these in series Especially two. Especially to close the show, it's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the start of a robot using the pit as their tactics. The pit is yeah. new for this series, and Panic Attack has kind of seen the opportunity of, well, we can push robots, and there's a hole in the ground. It makes sense. Against it? a robot like Disruptor, yeah. what are they going to do? Easy whole episode for Panic Attack, really. Yeah. They didn't have any competition. Got through by being a competently built bot that goes the right direction, and they have at least enough common sense to not get themselves killed all the time. Exactly. In a episode where everyone was trying to build something wacky and unique and different, good old-fashioned pushing power. Good box with nice design on the top. Exactly. You cannot beat it. A couple of forks as well. A couple of forks. I I mean, at this point, were they obligated to have a moving weapon, do you reckon? I don't know. Obviously, in Series 1, they weren't, because we had Robot the Bruce, which was just a block. I don't know if they did at this point. They probably... I maybe don't they, think maybe so. Maybe if not, they might have been encouraged to. And they were like, well, maybe. we can put a couple of forklift prongs at the front. Yeah. That'll do. Maybe they just figured it's a little bit of extra control. Exactly. And maybe they'll get some use out of it later on. The episode in general was okay. I mean, it was too much tinfoil hat for me. It was... Oh, it was 100%. The, the house robots are dictating who wins at this point. Yeah. And we're, we're this early in, yeah, so it's up. only going to get worse from here. Consider this, Panic Attack, charity-raising robot. Mm-hmm. This episode, almost entirely dictated by the house robots. Yeah, I say Panic Attack would have won anyway, Yeah, but yeah, you could tell they are heavily favouring certain bots. They want certain battles to take place yeah, when it exactly. gets to the fights, Yeah, very much so. They wanted to see the Whirling Dervish spin and do something crazy, and exactly. it just didn't in the no. end. It just got... <laughs> Flipped by panic attacks, forks, which we were just saying weren't that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, that's how good Whirling Dervish that's was. How... I mean, if Parthian had got through, what would you reckon? Who would you reckon would have gone out first? Would it have been Ron? I suppose it would have been Ron, wouldn't it? I can't remember what um, each of their who distances was. the lowest was... distance? I feel like it was. It's probably it was Ron. the Roninator. Oh, no, it wasn't Ron. Ron. It was. It would have been Disruptor. 5.5 for Disruptor. You're right. Yeah. Because uh, Ron was... got 11.6. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Disruptor would have been gone. Yeah. And we would have had Ron, Ron. get annihilated <laughs> in the sumo again. So it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. That's a strange thought. What do you give that episode out of five? I gave it 1.5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wasn't particularly good, yeah. to be honest. Very little happened. I'll give it a two Philippers out of five Philippers. My reason being, I quite liked Panic Attack, and I like the use of the pit at the end to close the show. Yeah. Which good. is nice and entertaining moment. But yeah, there's just too much tinfoil hat. There's too many, there's too many incidences where the house bots are running the show. Yeah. There was no other robot that was really exciting. No. You know, it just wasn't no one very stood exciting. Out. There was yeah. no standout bot. It was no like, whoa, look at that. It yeah. was, Panic Attack looks nice. Oh, it can work. Well, that's one. It, 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 <laughs> the fact that it functioned was enough, more or less. So, yeah. I can tell you this episode mm-hmm. drew in 5.72 million viewers, wow. up by 250,000 on the previous weeks. Wow. And yet again, was in third place for the week, 
after The Simpsons and Have I Got News For You. Wow. Yep. Huge viewership. Massive viewership. Third most viewed TV show of the week. And they had to watch Ron. It's a wonder it kept that view of the viewing figures. Yeah, that episode should have killed the viewership. No. It was okay. It was all right. I mean, you have to, again, remember that we're looking at it with, I don't want to say, like, older viewpoint on it. We've seen some pretty exciting stuff yeah. now. We haven't seen Robot Wars really hit its stride yet. Yeah. We're seeing the beginning of something great. And there's still a lot of experimentation going on here. Experimenting exactly. that's based on nothing as well. Not like today's experimenting where they go where, like nuts too. That's a completely experimental, weird robot. Yeah. But it's based on stuff that works. Exactly. You know, whirling dervish, corporal punishment, disruptor, Ron. <laughs> I mean, they were built to, so, you know, the wheels moved, essentially. There was no meta yet, was there? There no. was no, like... The standard way to win. You can tell by the amount of very basic saws and spikes. Yeah, exactly. It seems like such a good idea on paper, doesn't it? And the other thing I guess we have to take into consideration is that in the latest series, we don't have a gauntlet. Yes, and we don't have to do things like sumo with shunt. Exactly. In which case... You just have to fight. Can you imagine sumo with shunt? Everyone's like... It would just be everyone within one second window. See? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would just be annihilated. It'd be ridiculous. There's no guarantee that Carbide would have managed to navigate themselves around the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, that's so a good there's point. a problem. We could have lost Carbide immediately. In gauntlet. <laughs> that's scary. There's no guarantee that when Carbide try to do the gauntlet, Dead Metal doesn't move the ramp exactly. and Sakilot take them back oh. all the way to the start and dump them there for no reason. It's the house robot show at the moment. Not really about the competitors. Nope. And that's the way it's probably going to be for the whole series. Yeah, probably. So at least, at least until we get to semi-finals and finals yeah. kind of thing. I hope they don't do a gauntlet in the semi-finals and the finals. Surely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to find no, out, I suppose. I can't no, remember. They can't, can they? They can, can't they? They probably can. They can. Oh, God. Okay. Time to wrap up this slightly melancholy Double episode. feature episode. It was a double feature, but it, the, the features weren't too great. <laughs> no! Robot Wars being cancelled and a really subpar old episode We're to get us sorry, right back guys. in the swing of things. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, Depressing okay, episode. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, the next episode might be great and Robot Wars might get renewed by another network, so... Oh, I hope knows. that's the case because God, we talked about we just got angry about Robot Wars being cancelled, and then talked about an episode that if it was aired today would immediately have <laughs> Robot Wars cancelled. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast Activate because someone else already had at Activate Podcast, and we aren't bitter about that at all. You can email us activatepodcast at gmail.com we will read anything you send us we're now on facebook that was bad timing to create a facebook given current events in the newspapers yeah yeah (laughs) like i don't know what to say please follow us on facebook if you're already there they they already have everything so you may as well (laughs) like what what are you gonna do (laughs) i mean obviously you're risking the government knowing that you watch robot wars that's a good thing it's gotta be hasn't it there you go that's a good thing um you're back in the broadcasters. Okay, so, yeah. Send us stuff. What do you think about the cancellation? We still like to read all of the all of the rage. It's great. Yeah, we're going to continue to dive into the salt mines and bring back anything we find. Mostly my own opinion just echoed out there. 
and we will see you next time for series two heat g g i was like there ain't no way it's heat g i've never heard of a heat g before <laughs> getting a heat g i've never had to say that before <laughs> i know we're getting to some weird points of the timeline now we have all kinds of things it is the worst timeline isn't it <laughs> yes yes it's gonna be an interesting podcast for for a while we're probably gonna have to do battle pots when it airs <laughs> just to keep sane <laughs> <laughs>